19 minutes past 12 on Sipurong Otipotutanga, and I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Kia ora, Anan. Genesis Energy is planning a billion dollar transformation. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, the company is planning to spend more than a billion dollars on renewable energy projects over the next decade, but says it'll still need the fossil fuel fired Huntley Power Station to back up power supply well into the future. The country's third largest power generator will use earnings from its Coupe gas field to support a $1.1 billion program of wind and solar farms and big battery storage systems. The plan has been dubbed Gen 35 and aims to have the company providing 95% of generation from renewable electricity. Chief Executive Malcolm Johns says Huntley will still be needed to back up peak electricity demand though its use of coal will be reduced and replaced with biomass and possibly hydrogen in the future, with natural gas smoothing out the transition. It's time to move beyond thinking of Huntley as a site simply running Rankins using coal. The last five years of production from Huntley has overwhelmingly come from New Zealand-supplied natural gas, supporting a grid that has remained largely at a world-class 90% renewable. There is no market segment for cold showers by candlelight. And equally, there isn't a political constituency that will accept that either. Malcolm Johns says the strategy is forecast to drive growth in earnings of $500 million in the 2025 financial year and the mid to high $500 million range in the following three years, but it'll mean control of its dividend levels. Local media company MediaWorks is being eyed by an Australian private equity firm, according to a newspaper report. The Australian newspaper says Sydney-based Anchorage Capital Partners is rumoured to be weighing up a deal to buy the local radio and outdoor advertising company. MediaWorks owns well-known radio stations including The Breeze, The Edge, The Rock and More FM after the sale of TV3 to Warner Brothers Discovery. The newspaper also reported NZME, the owner of the New Zealand Herald, is also weighing up a bid for MediaWorks' outdoor advertising business. Devon Fund's head of retail, Greg Smith, says MediaWorks still has some high-quality assets. The media industry generally has been for a very tough time uh, over the last few years. Obviously, it's very cyclical as well. You know, we're still seeing advertising rates falling, uh, actually on both sides of the Tasman. Obviously, yeah, there's been some economic weakness as well. But, yeah, I think a potential acquirer would look at the quality of those assets and would be basically looking to pick up a bargain at or near the bottom of the cycle. I think it's sort of getting in ahead of time and getting in at or near the bottom of the cycle, looking for when the economy turns around and when that happens, your advertising rates and demand will start to uh, pick back up. MediaWorks and NZME have been approached for comment. One of the issues brought up at the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy News Conference yesterday was relations between the Governor, Adrian Orr, and the new government. His new boss, Finance Minister Nicola Willis, was critical about his performance and that of the bank when she encountered him as an opposition member of the Select Committee, leading to some terse exchanges. Adrian Orr says his first meeting earlier this week was, in his words, incredibly constructive. Our business editor Giles Beckford asked Mr Orr if they can put those, different, put those past differences behind them. It would seem the answer is respect.
constructive relationship is uh, full respect for the operational independence of the central bank and likewise full respect for their demands for us to be held accountable for achieving our, our, um, our mandate. So less respect for the office doesn't necessarily extend to respect for the person? Oh, no, I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, I have full respect for the person in the office, so there is, there is no issue. That's the Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr speaking to our business editor, Giles Beckford. Well, investor and banking nerves are being jangled again by another banking issue bubbling in China. The country's biggest shadow bank, Zhongzhi, is being investigated by Chinese police for unspecified issues. The shadow banking system is the loosely regulated wealth firms which have provided much of the money for the real estate boom of recent years, which has now turned sour. A China investment specialist, Andrew Collier of Orient Capital, says there's no hint the Chinese government will bail out the sector, but it may have to step in and allocate who bears the pain. Is the mortgage holders going to get hurt the way actually that's what happened in the United States? People lost a lot of money in their, their housing. Uh, are the banks going to be squeezed? Well, they can be squeezed, but you can't put the banks out of business because then you lose your financial system. So there's going to be a lot of investors, as we're seeing in Zhengzhou, people who thought that they can make a killing and they're going to they're losing their shirt. They're losing probably everything they put into these these dodgy products. But to some degree, it was their fault for thinking that this, uh, this whole thing can go along. As China investment specialist Andrew Collier of Orient Capital. Well, time now to check in on the financial markets, and we're joined by Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. Kia ora, Vanessa. Kia ora. Uh, look, we saw the market uh, react yesterday to the Reserve Bank's uh, uh, interest rate uh, statement. Uh, how are we looking today? Yes, well, the index grows 50 at 11,248 points, or 12 points, which equates to 0.1%. The notable movers are Sky TV, $1.84, up 2.2%. Ryman Healthcare, $5.30, up 1.5%. And Oceania Healthcare, they're at 71 cents, up 1.4%. Conversely, at the other end, we have Sydney Milk, they're at $1.25, down 3.9%. Genesis Energy, they're at $2.33, so they're down one. And then Somerset, we've got them at $9.40, down 1.8% today. How's it looking over in Australia? Now, the Aussie market, they're flat today. They're at 7,042 points. So they're up six points, which equates to 0.1%. Now, notably over there, we've got Iris, the information technology company. They're at $6.83 and they're up 12%. And that's off the back of providing a strategy update and um, revenue guidance. And how's the dollar looking? Uh, we saw it, of course, stronger uh, after the Reserve Bank decision. How's it looking at the moment? Yes, the New Zealand dollar against the US dollar, it did shoot up from 0.6150 to a high of 0.6208 following the RBNZ announcement yesterday. However, now we've retreated back and we're at 0.6157 against the Aussie dollar at um, 0.9298, against the British pound, 0.4848, against the euro, 0.5611, against the Japanese yen, 90.49, and then lastly the Chinese yuan, 4.38. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. 
Sure, the three-month bank bill is at 5.66%. The 10-year government bonds are at 4.96%. Looking at the oil, we've got the Brent crude at 82 spot 90 USA barrel, and the spot gold is at 2,044 US dollars an ounce. Thanks, Vanessa. That's Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. And another business news this lunch, our gaming company Sky City is making progress in its dispute over buying back the car parking concession at its Auckland Casino and Convention Centre from an Australian investment fund. It sold the concession to a Macquarie fund in 2019 for $222 million, but that deal was scrapped after the Convention Centre fire. Since then, the pair have been in a dispute on how to determine how much Sky City should pay to take the concession back. Uh, the High Court has now ruled that Sky City's interpretation on settling a sum should be followed, opening the way for arbitration to resume. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's a business. Kia ora. Oh, mate, thank you very much, Anand Zaki there.